Broadcasting live to the world now. It's Sheila Zelensky. Sheila Zielinski Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, end-time watchwoman, Sheila Zielinski. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to the Sheila Zielinski Show for this October 1st. 2015 edition. I broadcast Monday to Friday. That's weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on WIMB and Worldwide Christian Radio. The Saturday night show is 11 p.m. Eastern and the show information is at weekendvigilante.com. You can go up on the radio archives tab and you'll get all the information and there's a call-in number there as well. A very quick reminder that tickets are selling fast for Hear the Watchmen. You want to get your tickets for that event. It's going to be a fantastic gathering in Dallas, Texas, March 18th to the 20th. Do get your tickets for that by going to hearthewatchmen.com. That's watchmenmen.com. If you are listening today and you have not signed up for my e-newsletter, there's going to be one coming out Friday. So if you have not followed me on podcasting, do go to my website, click on that big pink button on the right-hand side, Podomatic, sign up for my podcast, and follow me on social media as I do put updates on there as frequently as well. That's YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You'll find the social media direct links on the top right of my website, weekendvigilante.com. And of course, if you do not have my book, Green Gospel, you can get it by going to greengospel.ca. I am very excited today for my next guest. You all know Augusto Perez, amazing apostolic evangelist. I had the privilege of meeting him in Idaho, and let me tell you, what a powerhouse man of God. God is using him in extraordinary ways, and it is just such a pleasure to have him back on the program to talk about what's on his heart He's a listener favorite. He's one of my personal favorites. Please do bookmark his website, theappearance.com. Augusto Perez, welcome back to the program. It's a pleasure to have you on the show again. Thank you, Sheila, so much for having me. It is always a pleasure to be with you. Augusto, we've got a lot going on here. They're really throwing the entire kitchen sink at us here. It's hard to know where the head starts and the tail ends on this beast, Augusto. We've got very political tense situations brewing. We've got Russia, Syria, Ukraine. The Jerusalem Times reporting today that the Israeli minister Stein's telling, hey, back off. We're not going to tolerate Iranian forces near our border. Nobody wants to see Russian forces in the area of the Golan Heights, but we don't want to see Iranian forces near Israel. 
necessarily either. I mean, things are heating up. The global house of cards is collapsing. You look at 10 major economies are imploding. We've got the rise of ISIS and the whole rumblings in the Middle East, bloodshed and violence and weapons and the troops and the ships. Then you've got over on the other side of the coin, CERN ramping up. You've got the last blood moon of the Tetrad. I mean, where do we start with all this, Augusto? Well, it's a sign of the times. I know that there's a lot of people that were discouraged that nothing major happened during the Tetrad, the blood moon. And uh, there was a lot of uh, rumors and things about the Pope coming to the U.S., you know, and all these things. And there were people saying it was the end of America and the thing, blah, blah, blah. You know, I took all that with a grain of salt because I have been through this before. We have to understand that things happen, but they happen in a, like in a process. It's not going to be things happening in one day or even in a, in a, in a week. This is a, a process that we are going through. The end times, the birth pangs are a process. We are already into it. Now, we have not gotten to what is known as the day of the Lord. This, I, be, I believe, will begin with a great shaking of the whole planet, either by an asteroid hitting or maybe CERN causing it, which that is one area of concern that I am really concerned about because it is something that is in real time. It's happening in real time. And we know because scientists have been speaking against it and uh, we know that they are onto something here uh, regarding opening of uh, portals going into another dimension. So that is one area that concerns me in all these things going on. The other thing that concerns me, uh, Sheila, is what is happening right now with Russia and, and China. China has also begun to send troops into, into Syria. And of course, uh, we know that, and I have been posting those uh, news articles, Russia has signed treaties with Syria, with Iran, and with China. China has signed treaties with Iran. I don't know about Syria, but China has also signed uh, treaties with Russia. So we know that there is a, a nucleus forming here, uh, and Russia and China and Iran and now Syria, and there's a few other countries, are like uh, coming together in a coalition. And uh, the United States and some of the Western powers like Great Britain are also uh, the other side of the coin. You know, they are coming together in a coalition basically NATO. And so there is a, a, a friction beginning to increase and intensify. And with this thing with Syria right now, I think this thing may, may get uh, to a point where the United States is going to be confronted and, and maybe forced to do something about that. Because the other uh, part of the equation here, uh, Sheila, that, that we don't, you know, it, it's not talked about much, but it's real is Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia wants the uh, president of Syria out because they want to build a pipeline uh, from, you know, from their area, from, you know, from uh, Saudi Arabia and for the, uh, the Persian Gulf all the way to Europe. Yeah. Russia is against that, of course, because Russia wants to sell its oil to Europe and also to China. So, you know, we see Russia's interests here, uh, you know, they're in danger. We see China also 
they are in danger because they, they don't have oil. They need oil. And so we are seeing a, a scenario here that is, is getting pretty dangerous. Uh, we are going to see a clash of, um, of these nations there in the Middle East. We, on the other hand, we see also what's going on in the Ukraine. It's the same thing there, the same thing. Russia wants Ukraine because Russia has to bring the oil to Europe. That is how they bring oil to Europe. They need to go through there. And so we are, we are seeing the big boys, the Russia, China, and the United States now flexing their muscles. This nation is at its weakest point ever. We have never been so weak militarily, morally, or politically. This nation has made enemies left and right. And its best friend, Israel, in the Middle East, Barack Obama, the president, has turned his back on that nation. So, uh, you know, he's basically made a treaty with Iran at the expense of Israel. And so, uh, basically, if Israel attacks Iran to take out their nuclear facilities, the United States has sort of a treaty that they will defend Iran from any attacks on their nuclear facilities. It's so this is getting pretty uh, weird fast. And uh, the people uh, don't know much about this. People are just watching their soap operas and um, their football games. And they go to church on their Sunday morning service. They get their sermonette for Christianettes. You know, drop a few dollars in the offering plate and go live another week as they see fit. And so we are really at a very dangerous uh, time, Sheila, uh, probably the most dangerous time ever that I can think of since the missile crisis back in the early 60s. That was the time when uh, Nikita Khrushchev and, uh, and President John F. Kennedy came head to head and uh, almost pushed the button, you know, the missiles went off. Uh, they were bringing missiles into Cuba. And I was, you know, I was young then, and I can't remember if I was still in Cuba or had just left Cuba, but I was right in, in Cuba. I, I was there, and, uh, you know, when I was hearing about all these things, I was in Cuba during the invasion, the Bay of Pigs invasion. So, you know, I was there. And so this is as close as it's gotten to that point. The world came so close to a nuclear war between Russia and the United States. And uh, back then, of course, it was the Soviet Union. But uh, we are that close now. We are that close now. The U.S. has been imposing sanctions on Russia, you know, more and then some more and then some more. And, uh, you know, you can only push someone so far. People have forgotten that Russia is a nuclear superpower. And they have already achieved uh, almost uh, the same status militarily in some areas, submarines, you know, aircraft, as the United States. They are more modern, more advanced, more sophisticated. While the United States has been cutting back, Russia has been building its its nuclear uh, armaments and, and, and aircraft and submarines, and same with China. China has the most sophisticated, most powerful submarines in the world. And so, look at what ha I mean. What's going on in the in the Arctic? And uh, so, you know, we have fallen behind in so many areas, so many areas, and yet, you know, we see this president that is hell bent on uh, continuing policies, the failed policies that have led this nation to destruction. 
uh, the immorality, same-sex marriage, the corruption in the military where he's forcing his, his military men to dress in women's attire and walk in women's shoes as, I guess, as a lesson, some kind of perverted lesson they need to learn, uh, it, which is demoralizing them. They have to be desensitized in, the, you know, in homosexuality, you know, to be able to accept, you know, uh, homosexuals and gays. I mean, the military of this country has become so corrupt that I truly believe it is not fit to fight any war. And so we are seeing now that Russia is fighting ISIS, and this country is backing off. And uh, we are seeing Russia and Putin taking over the leadership in the world as the leaders of the world. Putin is doing everything that Obama is not. In that area, we are seeing a really dangerous uh, situations developing, Sheila. But, uh, you know, right before we started this program, I was sharing with you that I see I see some hope. I see hunger beginning to arise in people. Like yesterday. Yesterday, I had an email that was sent to me, a young man from the Northeast. Basically, he was begging me to call him that he wanted to give his life to Jesus. He had heard my testimony. He, he listened to how I had, I had been empty. I was looking for God. I had gone everywhere looking for God, and I, and I felt so empty. And the encounter I had with Jesus Christ, and he just wanted me to call him so bad, so I did. I usually don't do that. I usually don't call people that quick, but I felt impressed of the Holy Spirit that this was someone I needed to contact right away. I called him immediately, and uh, I'm telling you, that young man was brokenhearted. He started weeping when I started talking to him. Well, he gave his heart to Jesus Christ. He repented. I sent him a book for new converts. I put him on a mailing list. I mean, uh, I, I told him that you know we're going to be doing conferences, crusades, and uh, he needs to get baptized and so forth and so on. So there is a glimmer of hope there. I believe I have said this in uh, some of our programs we have done together, you and I, and that it's going to take for things to get seriously bad here in America. Maybe a, a, a nuclear attack, maybe a terrorist attack, a natural disaster. It's going to take something to get the people's focus back upon the Lord so that they can see God and repent and turn from their evil, wicked ways and begin to seek the Lord with all of their heart. So I believe that this is where we're heading. We are trying to pray and teach the people to pray. We have intercessors that we're training. We have uh, groups of people that we are training as fast as we can, as much as we can to pray, stand in the gap, do uh, spiritual warfare because, uh, you know, we do believe in the, in the protection of the Lord. We do believe that the, God is able to protect his own, but people are going to have to learn to pray. People are going to have to learn to quit sinning. People are going to have to learn to stay away from corruption, turn off the TV, and turn off all these other things, and uh, focus on the Lord. Listen to him. Pray to him. Intercede to him. You know, these things are, are, are needful. They're necessary, Sister Sheila. And uh, we just finished a, um, a teaching series on prayer, Piercing the Veil. We are starting another one on the Holy Spirit. 
It's titled, Welcome Holy Spirit, because we're going to need in these coming days that people are going to need to know, number one, they're going to need to know the Holy Spirit personally. A lot of Christians don't know the Holy Spirit, Sheila. They don't know who he is. They have no intimacy with him. That's right. Number two, people are going to have to learn how to hear from him, how to be led by the Holy Spirit. A lot of Christians don't know how to be led by the Holy Spirit. Uh, most Christians don't even talk about the Holy Spirit anymore. I mean, they talk about God the Father. They talk about Jesus Christ, but they don't talk about the Holy Spirit. And yet we find in Scripture, he is the most important person that we need in our lives. Yes. Because he is the power of the Godhead. He is the power. He's the very substance of the Father that has come to dwell within us. The spirit of his son, the spirit of Jesus Christ, he comes to dwell within us. So, you know, we have to get to know him. We have to get to know how to flow with him. And uh, number three is people need to learn how to flow in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. So true. Because let's face it, things are going off the rails here. It's 211 degrees. We're one point from boiling and as dangerous as it's getting out there, and it is, it does concern me. But what concerns me more is what you just touched on, Augusto, is how people are not ready. They're not equipped. They're not filled with the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost-filled followers of Jesus Christ should be more deadly than any sophisticated weapon. Our weapons of warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to pull down strongholds. Now, you and I both have been very heavily burdened over the last few weeks over this coalescence of all this. And we need to be asking the Father for, as you just alluded to, his divine strategy, his guidance, the Holy Spirit helping us do intercessory warfare. I mean, it's time, Augusto, for people to quit paying homage once a week, three hymns and a PowerPoint and preaching from the Reader's Digest. That's not going to cut it. It's time to get serious. We need to be like Navy SEALs in the spirit because this thing is not for wimps. And we see that Bible prophecy is on fire, unfolding before our eyes. And it is time to get with the program, though, isn't it? Oh, yes, absolutely. I have, it's been two years now. The Holy Ghost told me when I was praying at the beginning of the year, he, he told me the time of warning is over. It's time to bring in the harvest. That is when we began to get ready. I began to prepare and pray for a strategy, how to do this. And that's when we began to do our conferences. And we, we have done four, and we, we, we continue to do them, and we will continue to do them. But our conferences, Sheila, are, and you were to one of them, you went to the one in the Idaho, and you saw what that was. Our conference is not as much about talking and sharing this, you know, all these things that are going on as it is about ministering to the people and empowering them yes. in these end times. And that is my focus. And... Um, I believe that people are beginning to get the, uh, they're beginning to understand this. I, I get so many emails from people all the time telling me, Brother Augusto, I am so tired and terrified of listening to all this stuff going on. He says, I've gotten to the point where I had to turn it off. I can't deal with it anymore. He says, but, but I, when I listen to your programs, your teachings, it gives me hope. It gives me peace. It blesses me. It teaches me about things I need to do. It empowers me. It trains me. 
She says, and that is what I need. Uh, I can't handle all this other stuff anymore. And <clears throat> this is exactly what the Holy Ghost told me. Amen. The time for warning is over. Now, I am all for, uh, you know, experts, experts on the Nephilims, experts on CERN. And all. We, we, we need that kind of uh, people to bring us the, the, the data, the investigator, investigative reports, the data, the research. We need that. We need those kinds of people. But they serve a purpose is what I'm saying. However, that is not the main, that is not the, the, the main important message of the hour. The important message of the hour is this. How are we going to, what are we going to do to combat these things? What are we supposed to do now? What is the strategy from heaven now to do this? Now, the Lord has given me a strategy, Sheila, but I find very few takers. Very few takers because it's not easy. Because in order to fulfill this strategy that the Lord has given me, it takes people who are willing to learn, who are willing to commit, who are willing to become a participant, a participator in these things, not just an spectator. And that is key right there. Let me repeat that again. People, that, I, I, when I say people, I mean believers in Christ Jesus they need to shift from being a spectator to a participator. And this is where we are at right now. The churches in America, 99% of them, are filled with spectators. With spectators. We need participators. We need intercessors. We need people that are trained in the deliverance. We need people that know how to pray for folk and get healed. We need people that go out there and win the lost and know how to witness. We know we need people that know how to do all these things and become an army. You see, that is the vision the Father has given me. We need to raise up an army, a military unit that is sophisticated, uh, sophisticated trained, and disciplined. And there are not many takers, Sheila. There are, there are some. Praise God for that. There are some out there, but not many takers. The programs that, uh, for example, the programs, the radio shows, the programs that talk about the end times, you know, and all these things going on and, and fear tactics, it's full of people. Everybody goes there to listen. But whenever you got something going that is about training them, equipping them, learning how to do things so that they can engage the enemy. There's not many. There's a minority. And so that is the problem that I see. But like I said before, I, I have hope. I see, I, I see a cloud the size of a hand in the far distance approaching. And it is getting larger. I do believe that people are going to uh, arise, the hungry ones. The Lord is going to raise up an army of overcomers that are going to be the overcomers of Joel, uh, the book of Joel. They're going to be the overcomers of Revelation, you know, the 144,000 that follow the Lamb wherever he goeth, the people that are, are endowed with the glory of God from heaven, the people that are filled with the Spirit, and moving by the Spirit, and led by the Spirit, people that speak kingdom language, 
people that know how to engage the forces of darkness, people that know how to pray, people that know how to deliver others, how to uh, how to pray for the sick, people that know how to win the loss. You know, this is what the, the commission is right now. This is the vision that the Father has given me, and um, I just don't see many takers, Sheila, even in the ministry. Even in the ministry, there are not many takers. Yeah. You know, most pastors are not interested in that. Most uh, preachers are not interested in that. You know, in a way, I understand how hard it is to break the mold, to change. Change is difficult, but change we must. Because if we don't change, the devil is going to eat our lunch and pop our bag, and it's going to be bad. It's going to be real, real bad. So people need to choose. There's a decision they need to make. Well, and you're so right, because we can C-A-N, nullify, dismantle, cancel. We can oppose the satanic operations out there. And I think that's where people are not really getting this thing, Augusto. I mean, Jesus Christ, he is the only way, the truth and the life. The way of faith is the way of Jesus Christ, receiving him in his fullness and walking in him, receiving his quickening life that fills us, moves us, changes us, brings us to a place where there's always an amen in our hearts to the will of God. But will of God, people are too busy looking for their health, wealth and prosperity. But here's a newsflash. God's not a bellhop. People want him to be some wand-waving genie bestowing cash and cars upon his followers. They want the great physician to heal them, but they're not willing to pay the price of dying to self. They don't because they, they have not been taught. They have not been taught. The churches don't teach that. The churches don't teach that. The churches mostly preach a, a message, a sermon to make the people feel good. You know, everything is going to be all right. Most of the messages in the churches, uh, Sheila, are emotional messages that minister to the soul, okay? And uh, that does some good. That does some good. Uh, but it, it's, it's like, for example, a person that is dealing with uh, depression, okay? And here comes a preacher, and he preaches a feel-good message, a message that ministers to their, uh, you know, to their ego, you know, you can do it, you know, you can make it, blah, 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 you know, uh, the Lord is with you, just hold on, you know, th that kind of, that kind of message, which encourages the people, makes them feel better, but it is not going to change their situation. It is not going to bring about a transformation in their lives. And this is, this is what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with a lack of understanding a lack of uh, 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 the believers understanding their authority, their God-given authority in Christ, who they are in Jesus Christ. They, we we also see a tremendous, a tremendous uh, vacuum in the teaching of their identity. They don't know who they are. So they don't know who they are. They don't know what power they have. They don't know what authority they have. Most of them have never received the baptism of the Spirit. Many of them don't have never even heard about the Holy Spirit, uh, let alone be filled with the Spirit, like the, the, the group of believers told Paul, Apostle Paul in Ephesians. 
we have heard, you know, but uh, we, haven't, we haven't even heard about the Holy Spirit. We have been baptized by the baptism of John. And so this is something that is extremely important to teach the people the power and authority of God in their lives, to teach them who they are. You know, there are so many believers, Sheila, right now who are in fear. They're walking in a spirit of fear. And uh, they write to me, and I, I, I feel bad for them. I cannot help everybody. I try to tell them. But, you know, there is such fear right now. There's fear. And uh, not long ago, the, I was getting ready for bed. And as I was getting ready for bed, I was talking to the Lord, you know, in my intimate ways. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, my people are spooked. I hadn't heard that word in a while. I said, what? <laughs> what did you say, Lord? He said, my people are spooked. And uh, when somebody is spooked, Sheila, they just want to hide under the covers and just, you know, turn off the light and, and, and forget about everything else and just say, Jesus, come and get me. You know, just take me away in the rapture. They're spooked. They're, they're afraid. They're fearful. And um, it reminds me when the Messiah, Jesus Christ, when he was crucified, all the disciples, when, when they, they all went back to their old lifestyles, okay? And uh, when, you know, when, when that happened, Peter said, in the Bible says, Peter said, I'm going to fishing, which means I'm going back to do fishing, you know, what I used to do. And, um, and then, of course, we, you know, we keep reading that. And, and this is in the book of John, by the way, the Gospel of John. You keep reading there. You see that they went out to fish to try to do what they did before. But you know what happened, Sheila? They caught nothing. Yeah. And what that tells me is this. They wanted to go back to do what they did before, and they were successful. But now they tried to do what they did before and were successful, and they were unsuccessful. It did not work because that was not what the master wanted them to do. And there's a lot of people like that now out there. They want, they have tried the Lord and they want to go back and do what they used to do. They want to go back to their old lifestyle. They want to go back into the world and do the things that they used to do. But I have news for you. If you're one of those precious people, it will not work for you anymore. Just like the disciples. You're going to go out there and try to do those things and they're going to be empty, without life, without joy. You're going to spend the whole night like the disciples fishing, and you're going to catch nothing. And uh, sure enough, while they were in their misery, here on the, on the shore appeared the Lord, and he waved at them and said, hey, have you caught anything? <laughs> and the <laughs> disciples said, no, we have not caught anything. We fished all night and caught nothing. But if you read the original text, Sheila, that's not the way it happened. Uh, the expression that the master used is, is more like this. Hey, you tried all night, you fished, and you haven't caught nothing, huh? And they said, yeah, yeah, we haven't caught anything. And then he said, okay, throw the net on the other side. Right. And they obeyed him, and sure enough, every fish in in Galilee, jumped into the uh, 
net. And uh, the, the net was breaking from the weight of so many fishes. And then one of the disciples said, probably John said, is the master. And of course, Peter dove into the water, half naked, the scripture says, and they swam to shore. And, uh, you know, they, they sat to eat with a master breakfast there. He cooked for them fish and he was basically ministering to them, you know, like <laughs> you guys don't get, it. I mean, didn't I tell you I was going to resurrect from the dead? Didn't I tell you that my kingdom was not of this world? Didn't I tell you that I would make you fishers of men, not fishers of fish anymore? Why did you go back to your ways? You see? And he told Peter in such a loving manner, do you love me, Peter? Do you love me? And he said, yes, I love you. And, you know, that was the first kind of love, of course, the, the, the lowest kind, the, the uh, eros kind of love. And, and, the, and then he asked, do you love me, Peter, the second time? Yes, I love you, master. The filial kind of love. The third time, do you agape me, Peter? And then Peter didn't know what to say. And you know all things, master. You know that I love you. And then he told him for the third time, feed my lambs. See, that was the commission. Feed my lambs. Now, Sheila, I don't know about others, but the lambs, the sheep, they eat certain kind of food. Not every kind of food. They don't like to eat like goats they don't eat junk they don't eat uh, cans and they don't eat the uh, rubber and, and all this they need nice green pastures yeah. to feed and there is so little of that being fed the lambs nowadays so little of it so little of it and uh, this is one of the main reasons why the lambs are skinny they're malnourished they're dying they're shriveled, and they're impotent. And this is something that breaks my heart because this is the condition of the church, especially in the, in the Western world, in America, in Europe, in Canada. And uh, we, need, we need the lambs to be fed fresh manna, fresh pastures, green pastures. And that is how the Holy Spirit operates. He leads his lambs unto green pastures. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. He maketh me lie beside still waters. See? And, you know, this is how the good shepherd operates. And so that tells us something about the shepherds that we have now. I'm not saying that all of them because there's, there's some good shepherds out there. There's some good men, some good people out there. But. The vast majority, my goodness, it's not working. And so we, 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 need to, we need to get back to this because the Lord gave us a commission. He did not give us a suggestion. It's called a divine commission, not a divine suggestion. He told us to go and, and win the lost, to disciple them, to train them, to equip them. We are not doing this. Well, and this is the need of the hour. Well, it really is the need of the hour. That is our great commission. And you know, Augusto, let's also talk about how we put the enemy in a chokehold instead of him having most believers in a full Nelson. I mean, he's kicking the tar out of most people, beating people up, 
But yet we are given the tools to destroy the works of the enemy, according to John 2.15, Acts 16. Not only our authority, but people, do you know that as Holy Ghost-filled believers that we can employ the hosts of heaven to war against the hosts of darkness? But yet our angels are unemployed, Augusto. Yes, the angels are unemployed, and many times they are offended. Yeah. Because when people... This is one very important, powerful principle that people need to understand. When you, if, let's say that you're a believer uh, and, and, and you're listening to this program, okay? If you speak with your lips unbelief, words of unbelief, if you speak words of fear, if you speak words of, um, you know, of incredulity, uh, of that you're impotent, that you cannot do things, that this will never happen. You know what? The angels that are around you, they look at you and they are stunned that you're speaking such things. And uh, as long as you speak such things, they will not be able to be energized and activated to work on your behalf. And they're just waiting for you to get into alignment to the kingdom of God and to the decrees of heaven. And, uh, you know, we need to change our mindset. This is why the apostle Paul says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the power, by the renewing of your mind as you read the scriptures and as you are empowered by the Holy Spirit. So we need to understand this. We need to understand that the tactics of the enemy, that the plots, the strategies, the things that he uses to prevent you from understanding this so important truth that I'm sharing with you. He does not want you to discover your authority in Christ, the power that he has given through the dunamis. That's what dunamis means. It means dynamite. That's where the word dynamite comes from. Dunamis power that we received in Pentecost. And uh, he does not want you to understand that. He wants you to continue to be in ignorance, to continue to be in fear, to continue to feel impotent, to continue to be in doubt and unbelief. That is how he wants you. And so as long as you're like that, he can do with you whatever he wants. But the minute that you rise up and say, wait a minute, I know who I am. I know my identity in Jesus Christ. The power of the Most High dwells within me. The same power that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead, the Holy Spirit dwells within me. And he has given me this power not to just sit inside of me and go to sleep. He has endued me with power from on high so that I can destroy the works of the devil, so that I can overcome so that I can destroy the, you know, the, the, the yoke of iniquity, break it off of people, cast out devils, raise the dead, heal the sick, save the lost. This is why he has given me the double portion. And so as long as the people are asleep and they don't understand these things I'm sharing, they, you know, the devil will, he's happy because although that person may make it to heaven, Okay, because our works is one thing and our salvation is another. Works will be rewarded in heaven. Our salvation is by grace through faith in the atoning work of Christ at the cross. Unfortunately, 
majority of Christians only focus on that, on, the, on getting saved, and forget about the rest. <laughs> and so we have to change the mentality of the people. We have to change their mindset, their paradigm. There has to be, Sheila, a paradigm shift in the minds of the people so that they understand who they are. They understand that they're living stones, not dead stones or burned out stones. They're living, lively stones that are coming together into a holy habitation of the Most High. And so, you know, this is why the Lord has given apostles and prophets. They are the, the architects. They are the engineers of the, of the edifice, Jesus Christ being the main cornerstone. But then the, the people, the body of Christ, they are the lively stones that form together the building. And so in order to do that, each person has to find out where they fit, where they fit. Each, each person is a lively stone, not a dead stone, a lively. It's alive. You're alive. Now, as a lively stone, you find out where you belong. If you belong at the bottom of the foundation, if you belong in the middle, if you belong at the top, if you belong where the building has its sign or the roof, where, where, where do you belong? Are you a hand? Are you a foot? Are you an eye? Are you an ear? Are you a, what, a lip? Where do you belong in the body? What part has the Lord given you to do in the body of Christ? And this is another important thing that we need to know and understand, uh, Sheila. There's a lot of people that are misplaced or worse, displaced. They're not where they should be. And they're doing something the Lord never meant them to do. So they're not functioning efficiently. They're functioning out of order. And so, so many things going on. And this is one of the tasks that the Lord gave me to bring the body into alignment and to, you know, to do these things. But like I said before, not many takers and uh, not many helpers. You know, I am so desperate for leaders. There are so few leaders that you can count up. Leaders that are faithful, people that are faithful, people that have integrity, have character, people that are committed, people that can be trusted. <laughs> there is not that many. There are not that many uh, to go around and, um, you know, uh, I have work. I mean, I have work to, uh, for them to do, but there's just not that many, not that many. And, um, uh, you know, when it comes to uh, that, they need prayer. Yes, there's, I mean, there are a dime a dozen when it comes to, uh, I need a word, brother goes to bless me. Uh, there's a lot of them, but when it comes time to serve, when it comes time to serve in the kingdom, there's not that many. And so people need to change that mentality to become, to get the mentality of a servant. Yes. Mentality of a servant. What can I do for you, Lord? If you have raised up somebody like Brother Augusto or another man of God, uh, wh where's my place? Where do you want me to do? How do, how do I fulfill this? And so, you know, my, uh, the vision the Lord has given us, Sheila, for example, is not for me to be lifted up. Is I want to reproduce Jesus Christ in the people so that when I'm dead and gone, okay, there's going to be many others that are going to step in and take my place. And so that is the whole purpose. That is why the Lord Jesus Christ said, go and make disciples. In other words, go and reproduce yourself. Make, 
make disciples that look and talk like me, that act like me, like Jesus Christ, talk like Jesus Christ, and uh, you know, think like Jesus Christ. Walk ye in that manner, and then teach others to do that. Reproduce yourselves all over. This is the reason why the apostles, the disciples of Jesus Christ, were able to turn a city upside down. Because they knew these things. They knew how to prevail against demonic powers. They knew how to confront them. They were not afraid. They knew who they were. They knew their identity. And they were going to lay hands on the sick. And they would get healed. They were going to cast out spirits. And they were going to go away. They were going to go to a city and declare the works of the living God. And uh, whether they were persecuted, whether they were imprisoned, whatever they did to them, it didn't matter. The Lord always sent angels to set them free. Eventually, they were martyred, of course, when their work was done. But there were supernatural miracles, signs, and wonders following them all over. It's all over the New Testament, especially the book of Acts. It's all over the book of Acts. We need to go back to that. Well, why? Because they were empowered by the Holy Ghost. They had boldness. They had boldness they weren't looking around at the news views and headlines they were operating in their authority the fields are white augusto the saints need to be operating in what they've been given especially their dominion don't they yes you see the devil has a plan for your life just like the lord has a plan for your life if we do not engage the lord almighty if we do not allow him if we do not begin to in um to walk in alignment with the kingdom of God, with Jesus Christ, with our Heavenly Father, empowered by the Holy Spirit. If we don't do that, we are going to basically forfeit the plan of the Lord in our lives, His will in our lives. We're going to forfeit that. And we are going to basically engage the plan of the enemy. The enemy will come in and he will you know, give us, present us with his agenda with his plan. And this is what a lot of Christians buy into. And they think it's God's agenda. It is not. It is the devil's agenda. And because you have forfeited the agenda of the Lord, the plans of the Father for your life, you have forfeited it because uh, of inconvenience. It was too hard. It was too expensive. It was not uh, appropriate at the moment, and so forth. So you have forfeited that for what is convenient. And this is, if you look at things that have happened in, the, in this country, Sheila, it is it's because of that. Let's look at abortion. Why do women commit abortion? Why do couples, com, uh, you know, why does the wife commit abortion? Why, why? The same reasons. Inconvenience. They don't want to be inconvenienced. It's too expensive. It's not the right time. They want to live their own selfish lives. And they don't care about the, the consequences. They don't care who gets hurt. They don't care the destiny the Lord may have for that child. No, none of that is important because it is uh, the gospel of selfishness. And so this is the same thing. Most believers, most Christians, forget about what the Lord wants. Forget about what the Holy Ghost wants. Forget about what my destiny is in Christ Jesus. Forget about that. I want to live my life the way I see fit. And whenever I, whatever I want to do, I want to be able to do it. But don't you love Jesus Christ? You may ask them. 
oh yeah, I love Jesus Christ and I want to I want to serve him and I want to love him, but I also want to live my life. You know, I want to live my own life. And blah blah blah, you know, you only have one life, you know, blah blah. And so they live their own life. They don't they they're not willing to lay down their their lives. To, you know, to live the life that the Lord has given them. So this is what we're dealing with. This is what we're dealing with in Christianity. We're living with little, spoiled, selfish Christians that are bent on doing their own thing and not caring about what does the Lord want us to do. When was the last time we heard this, Sheila? When was the last time Christians got together and asked the Holy Ghost, what do you want us to do, Holy Ghost? Amen. When was the last time leaders, men of God, pastors, preachers, got together in humility and repentance and prayed, what do you want us to do, Holy Spirit? Tell us what to do and we'll do it. When was the last time we did that? We're going to do it right now. <laughs> it's time today. It's time to ask. Jesus emptied himself, folks, and that's what you need to do today. We need to empty ourselves. If you've lost your hunger for God, if you don't have a cry for more of God, you're missing the plan. Augusto, in the waning moments, I would like you to pray. And, and I want people that have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, if there's someone out there listening, you need to repent today and receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost today. Do receive that dunamis power and authority as evidenced by speaking in tongues, not as evidenced by thinking you just automatically have it. No, if you don't speak in tongues, then we need to be praying for that today. We have to ask today, Holy Spirit, what do you want us to do? That's what we're going to pray today. Augusto, please do lead the people into a prayer. Sure. Well, first of all, people, I want to share this before I pray. You need to understand that the gift of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a gift. It's not something you can earn. It's not something that you deserve. It's a gift. And so you have to get out of your mind all these negative things that I am not good enough. I am not worthy. I am not ready for this. I don't deserve it. I have sinned. The Lord does just repent. You got to repent. Yes, you have to say, forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Father, for all my sins. You got to repent. But after that, you know, then you accept Jesus Christ, you know, which if you have done so already, then, you know, you have done that part. But once you do that, receiving is all it takes. You have to learn to receive. So say with me, I receive you, Holy Spirit. I receive your fullness, I receive your power. Come into my life, come into my heart. Fill me with your presence, fill me with your glory. I want to flow in you, Spirit. I want to be able to receive everything you have for me, every gift. I want to be able to speak in the heavenly language. I want you to flow through me, the tongue of angels. So as you begin to worship the Lord, begin to praise him, begin to worship him, because worship is the entrance, is how you enter into the presence of the Most High. You access into his throne room through worship and praise. Remember the altar of incense was the last thing the high priest did before he went into the holiest of holies, the Ark of the Covenant, where the presence of God dwelt. That is worship, 
praise and worship. So begin to praise and worship. I bless you, Father. I thank you, Spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. Glory to the Most High. Blessed be your name forever. Thank you, Spirit of the living Christ. Come inside of me and fill me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And as you begin to express your worship in exuberance through worship, you're going to feel a bubbling, a tingling inside your heart, the pit of your stomach. You let that erupt. You let that go forth. It's not going to come through your mind. It's going to come through your spirit, your spirit inside of you. Jesus Christ said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. So in the name of Jesus Christ, put your hand in your belly right there and say, in the name of Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, Come forth, fill me today. Fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost. Fill every part of me. Tongues of fire, fill me today. Let me speak with a heavenly tongue. Let me speak with a tongue of angels. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, receive ye the Holy Ghost. I'm going to breathe on you so you receive it. <sighs> receive ye the Holy Ghost. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Speak in tongue. Speak that sound that the Holy Ghost is giving you. Speak it forth. Don't hold back. Speak it forth. Release it. Release it. Give it to the Father. Speak it out. No matter what it sounds like. It's not going to be English. It's going to be a tongue. It's going to be a gibberish at first. And then it's going to flow more clear and more clear and more clearly. The tongue of angels. This is something you need, precious people. Because angels are activated as you begin to speak their language. There's a reason why it's called the tongue of angels. And so begin to speak in your, in your heavenly tongue, begin to speak in the tongue of angels, begin to be released into the power of the Holy Spirit, begin to flow in into intercession in moans and groans and begin to receive dunamis, power, into your life. And then once you receive it, remember, it's not for you to sit on your hands. Go out there, win the lost, preach the gospel of the kingdom, feed the hungry, clothe the poor and naked. Raise the dead, heal the sick, and cast out devils. In the name of Jesus, I release you and commission you to do that in Jesus' name. Amen. Very powerful stuff. Thank you for that, Augusto. And Augusto, in the very final moments, do you want to just touch on your intercessory prayer team and what all that involves? We do have IPT uh, groups. We do have uh, intercessory groups. Uh, we are gathering together. We have groups together uh, that get together as battalions. And uh, the Lord has given me a vision, like I said, Sheila, and I cannot reveal it all. Uh, you know, I have I have offered I have offered others to uh, you know raise up their own their own intercessors. What's going to happen is that the group that we are working with they are being taught and trained in a certain area. This is not going to work for others. I can help them. If, if, if there's a man of God that wants to do this, you can raise up your own intercessors, and there's a lot of people out there to choose from, okay? You can raise up your own intercessors and train them, and I will help you. But the thing is that this has got to be done in order, Sheila. It's got to be done, uh, committed, because if not, if this doesn't happen like that, what we're going to have is a group of uh, people praying whatever, yeah. They're going to have no direction or they're going to have uh, all kinds of voices, you know, from the north, the south, the east, and the west telling them what to do. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's going to bring confusion. It's going to bring chaos. And that's what the devil wants. 
And so what the Lord has taught me, what he has shown me is that he's going to raise up certain kinds of, of leaders, okay? And each leader is going to begin to coalesce people around them, bring people around them that will be trained in a certain manner. And uh, if there's someone out there that feels led to do this, get in touch with me. Get in touch with me, theappearance.com. You can reach me through there. I can help you. I can tell you, you know, share with you what you need to do and so forth. And, uh, and if there's someone out there that is an intercessor and you want to be a part of our IPT, uh, get in touch with me. You know, I will try to uh, accommodate you. But the one thing is that is required, Sheila, and this is something that people need to understand, is commitment. There's got to be commitment and there's going to be covenant. And so this is something that whoever it is that you're working with, whether it is me or it is another man of God or is a, a, a woman of God, whoever it is that you're working with, you've got to be committed to that person, Absolutely. to that ministry. You, you cannot be diffused and, you know, uh, you know, and with this one and that one and go like uh, eating at all kinds of different restaurants and follow different directives and order. That is not what the Lord has shown me. And it's not going to work. It's going to cause confusion and chaos and it's going to fizzle out. Well, I encourage people to do that, Augusto. Get in touch with Augusto people. And Augusto, I want to thank you for not only everything you do in your ministry, but I want to thank you for your devoting time to train up and equip the saints. You know, you are, are just such a man of God and you're just truly one of my mentors. And I'm just, I so respect your ministry. You truly are one of my favorites. And I want to thank you for your time in coming on the program. And I do want you to come back and see us soon. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure, Sheila, to be with you. And uh, you're doing such a wonderful job. And uh, you are going to be used to the Most High, Sheila. The Lord is going to raise you up. Do not be discouraged. He's going to raise you up. And he's got people that will uh, help you, that will back you up. And um, if I can help you in anything, uh, I'll be glad to do that too. So be blessed, Sheila. And shalom. Wow, well, thank you so much for that, Augusto. That means a lot to me. Folks, that was Augusto Perez, theappearance.com. Do bookmark that. Send Augusto an email. Let him know you heard him on the program today. And please, folks, do get behind this ministry. It is a powerful ministry, and I've got to witness it firsthand. So I want to just encourage people to check out the resources on Augusto's website. It is very good. And again, get in contact with Augusto for more information on the IPT. Very powerful stuff. And if you have not got a copy of Green Gospel, my book, get your hands on it. Very timely book, especially with what's coming up in December and what just happened here last week with the UNSG, the United Nations Treaty. GreenGospel.ca And the app is going to be ready to rock next week. You can download it now. All the kinks are getting worked out. That is going to be a very handy, easy, and convenient tool. All the show archives, news, and updates, just a click away. Very convenient for you, the listener. Pastor Stephen Anderson is on the show tomorrow. That's going to be a fantastic show. And finally, if you have not signed up for my free e-newsletter, the October newsletter is going out right away. So if you haven't signed up for that, please do so. And thank you for tuning into the broadcast tonight. See you tomorrow. Good night and God bless.